Well, welcome to All's Pimentos Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, as everyone knows, and I'm speaking with the holdouts. Awesome, perfect. Um, that's everyone's <laughs> name all at once. That's everything I could even ask for. Um, so how was the jam session, guys? Jam session was great. Our first jam back since our Christmas show, December 16th. Everybody's over COVID and ready to rock out again. That's good. That's uh, always a plus. Um, and so, how long have you guys been a band for now? Uh, four years. Four years? So, it was like you guys yeah. got together before COVID, just before, eh? The year before, I would say. Yeah, we released our demo first record EP, Cause and Effect, um, three weeks before the fucking gates came down. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I know. Like, I... Hey, we're playing our third show. Here's a record. Oh, we can't leave the house. <laughs> um, and so, did you guys do any like live things like over the internet or anything or no? Or we did a couple. Yeah, we, small things. Yeah, we did like live streams from Rick's basement, just jamming. Yeah, yeah. nothing crazy though. Yeah, well, I, we wanted to do sh- like a show, but it kind of went against what we were allowed to do. So yeah. Well, I work. I work we just in. Kept jamming. I work in an industry where it affected my industry too. Like, I work as a chef too, so all we had to do was fucking take it, and that was horrendous. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. It was it was pretty bad. I mean, we wrote two records during the lockdown. Oh wow! So we use our time, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, know what I was going to say. Sorry. I just totally lost my thought. It's totally good, guys. Um, yeah, like, we were all more or less single people when the pandemic hit, and by law, every single person was allowed one house they could congregate at. We just all chose the same house, which happened to be our band house. That's what I was going to say. Where Maddie lived. <laughs> we're all close enough. <laughs> so we see each other more than our families, so yeah. it was uh, an easy call to just keep jamming for us. No, we still jammed once a week, and I was working from home and just kept writing riffs, and we just kept trucking along. The only difference was we just couldn't play shows. Yeah, that must have been hard, eh, like releasing your first album and then not being able to fucking say, hey, everyone, here it is. Fortunately, we're obnoxious enough that <laughs> we kept enough of a presence so we wouldn't let people forget about us. You're yeah. good about the audience. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially during the pandemic, like... Social media was the only way you were going to keep yourself in the public eye. Like, one of the first shows we played back after the pandemic, we released a new tape. So, we released one right before and we released one right after. So, as far as people knew, we were just hammering stuff out and you got to keep it people's faces. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is like, even like, um, I've had this conversation on the podcast before too. It's funny how you mentioned tape too, because I think right now in the indie industry, like punk, it doesn't matter what kind of fucking music you're playing. I think a lot of physical copies are other than records are coming back to life. Well, CDs are dumb. Yeah. Tapes are cheap and quick and small and small and records are expensive. Like when we're doing our merch table, depending on the show, we'll sell tapes for two bucks. Oh, really? Well, I mean, they cost us five, six bucks to make, but we'll sell them for two just to get them out there because we're not going to make money off of our music. Depending on the show, obviously, things yeah. slide 
up and down, but that tape's really easy to give somebody, especially if it comes with a download card. Everyone's going to put it on Spotify anyways or their iTunes or whatever. The physical token just to want to have something in their hands they can hold. Well, that's the thing too. It's like it's better than like having nothing and like doing it wrong. Like buying a t-shirt's like something, but depending if the t-shirt's made from a shitty shirt and you get to wear it once and it's like, what the fuck? And then you're throwing it out, right? That's why we go through press time. Yeah, it's... There's a plug. Well, and that that t-shirt fits fucking snug and it's great. Excellent. Um, So do you guys have any new music coming out in the next... uh, uh, year in summer or we got another record ready to go we're just doing the post-production the design and stuff it'll be out in three months new seven song ep that's crazy and is it uh, you guys just doing it on your own or through a label or nope just on our own that's good that's a that's a good way to do it that way you get to control your own music too and control what you guys do well, even if we were signed to a label, we would never, ever, ever release our masters. We would never let anybody pay for anything but distribution and pressing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I got to put $5,000 on my line of credit and we all got to go into a little bit of hawk. We will never, ever let anybody own our masters. That's a really good idea. A lot of bands make that mistake too, right? Well, it, it, it helps that we're all aged. Um, <laughs> like, between me and Maddie... Ryan and Rick, we've got like decades of experience doing this, so no label is going to be like, "Hey, I'll give you guys ten thousand dollars for a recording, and uh, everything will be great. You'll have a slick recording." Well, then you own that slick recording, son. Yeah. I also don't think that really happens too much anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to pull a three sixty deal down on us. No, 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 for sure. Um, so, what's the new record called? Can you guys say that or no? We can. It's called Dead Calm. Nice. And you said seven songs. Um, that's going to be fucking wicked. I can't wait. Um, so out of um, what actually got everyone into playing music? Fred Penner. <laughs> Fred Penner. You know what? Fred Penner played um, uh, fucking uh, Guelph, that Guelph show, uh, Hillside, last year. Away. Yeah, yeah. He's actually like a folk like singer. Like the the That's following awesome. that he has without the like the, all the kids shit is insane. Consummate performer. There you go. Um, so have you guys always been interested in uh, punk rock or? I got into it. Um, I was in grade seven the first time I heard Forgotten Rebels because I grew up in Niagara, mm-hmm. and I was fucking hooked from that second and the first instrument that somebody lent me was a bass so it just kind of stuck mm-hmm. um, didn't really take it seriously until I was about 16 but I just it was always something I've done yeah uh, the other guys watching the YouTube videos of hardcore bands in the 80s basically um, performances I wasn't alive for getting excited about that I started playing guitar when I was 10. Um, I'm pretty sure I started playing because I saw a bunch of cartoon characters with guitars and I thought that looked really cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and yeah, punk, but uh, I'm definitely a little bit on the heavier side in, the, in this group. Oh yeah? What's, uh, what do you mean? I, I fall into a lot of hardcore and thrash and power violence and stuff. That's kind of what I listen to 24-7. So I kind of joke that the holdout is a little bit outside of my wheelhouse, but it works out. 
Yeah, well, they, they still let you in the band now, fun, right? <laughs> They're not that bad. Need one rowdy person. Well, there you go. Um, what, uh, what bands influenced you guys? How's that? Ryan, what bands influenced you? Yeah, Ryan. Maybe definitely, like, just personally or the band? Personally. <laughs> yep. Okay. Probably uh, Nirvana, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Nirvana and Guns N' Roses somehow. Yeah, I like the first Guns N' Roses. It's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I like everything by Nirvana. Um, I think my favorite album by Nirvana is probably Incesticide. That's a great one. That's all the B-sides. Yeah, I know. It's fucking wicked. Turnaround? That song, Turnaround? Fuck, dude. Oh, is that even Nirvana? That's a, I think that's a Devo song. It is. It's a cover of a Devo song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But their, uh, their cover of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vaseline's. Yeah, their songs were shit. It's a good, good thing Nirvana covered them. <laughs> <laughs> it better. Yeah, I know. Um, Nirvana was fucking killer. I think, I think a lot of people would say Nirvana too. They listen to punk rock. Um, but we're actually we're just talking about the uh, Vans Warp tour. How many how many of those have you guys seen? Zero for myself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big festival person either. I went to probably 10 of them. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. Yeah. 99 was the last one I ever went to. Yeah, I went to the one in the early 2000s uh, when AFI was headlining. Uh, I guess that's, yeah. that's when they, uh, I guess that's when they did the Art of Drowning. Was, no, not the Art of Drowning. Fucking, what's a big first one they did? Uh, Black Sails? No, Black Sails. No, it's after that one. It's before that one. No, it's after. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I said to you guys, too, um, you guys remind me a lot of the uh, Lawrence Arms. I will take that compliment. Absolutely. <laughs> I fucking love Brendan Kelly. He's one of my favorite people on this entire planet. Just the way how you guys play and even the singing and... Uh, even the vocals too like it reminds me of Lawrence Arms I wish that band did a lot more than what they do if you will um, we can get Lawrence Arms face to face and early AFI a lot yeah I can see the early AFI for sure what's your favorite what's uh, do you guys like AFI at all or no I'm probably the biggest AFI fan in the in the group yeah in the region in the region, <laughs> the region. <laughs> yeah yeah um, my favorite record is, uh, is "Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes." That's I was gonna say the same thing too. It's that's I, in my own opinion, it's her best record. That was so good. Yeah, I think the uh, later stuff uh, right now I can't really yeah. get into. They, every every new record that's come out, like the last four or five, I can't remember how many they put out. There's always like two songs that I'm like, oh, this could have been on "Sing the Sorrow." And then the rest of it's trash. Well, like, the rest of it reminds me of, don't get me wrong, like, I love Depeche Mode and Duran Duran, but that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, they obviously took a new direction, that's what they wanted to do. And I hear they still play some of the heavy stuff live, so fuck it. Yeah, hopefully, like, I don't know, I haven't seen them in fucking years. Last time I saw them, uh, uh, it was at the warehouse, and, no, sorry, not the warehouse. Um, (laughs) Fuck, what's that? Um, Opera House. Opera House Toronto, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Davey Havoc kicked me in the face with his Doc Martin. <laughs> yeah. I saw AFI and Rancid in, like, 
want to say 95. Fuck you, really? That would have been a fucking killer show. At Opera House? No, it was a it warehouse trunk. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, it turned into cool. A different warehouse. Yeah. Cool. It was literally a warehouse for Red Path Sugar until somebody it turned it into the worst sounding venue in the world. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible seeing fucking shows there, and the sound was absolute garbage. Because they used the room uh, length, or they, they weren't using it lengthwise, they were using it width, yeah. widthwise. They had the stage along the long edge of the venue, so. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was totally weird. Mistakes were made. <laughs> oh, 110%. So, what gave me. Um, nine, sorry, go ahead. I said they had to make room for all those nine bars. And the VIP section. Yeah. Yeah, the VIP section of the whole, what, maybe 10 people, and the nine bars I charged you fucking. Ten dollars for a fucking Molson Canadian or twenty. <laughs> Not really. No, you go there with twenty bucks, and you fucking someone fucking chirp you out because you're smoking a joint in the pit, and it's like, oh wait a minute, I just want to get high because I can't get drunk. <laughs> right. Like, I almost got thrown out of Bad Religion at the warehouse for smoking weed in the pit. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, you guys like BR too, yeah. I love Bad Religion personally. Um, I mean, up until. Ray Race, and mm-hmm. then Process of Belief was an epic record, and then after that, they lost me. Um, yeah, what you, yeah, no, you shocked me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was going to say um, the Gray Race. Like, I never really got into that at all. Gray Race, like, I came into Bad Religion when Recipe for Hate came out. Um, I was blown away, checked out their whole back catalog, equally blown away. Stranger Than Fiction came out, great music, Grey Race, hell yeah. Then they released uh, No Substance and New America, and those albums were both hot trash. Yeah, New America was fucking garbage, too. Yeah, I didn't like that. Sorry, Brian, but those albums are fucking horrible. (laughs) Yeah, they're nuts. for you. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, too, is like... um... Stranger than because they were when they did uh, when they did that album they were still on uh, the big label right Atlantic yeah Atlantic so I think they had to sit there and just put out I think they had two more albums on their uh, deal well they Stranger Than Fiction was the first one on Atlantic and that's why Gerwitz quit yeah because he didn't agree with it then Grey Race I think it was a five record deal because they released some comp that closed off their deal and then they went back to Epitaph for uh, Process of Belief I think I could be mistaken but yeah Process of Belief is an amazing epic record yeah I like the later the later stuff's really good too don't get me wrong like all the the earlier stuff's really good but it's the best but the the one they just put out not too long ago was really good too I really got into it Uh, I totally forget the name of it I don't think we'd be talking about Bad Religion right now, but that's totally cool. I just gotta fucking research the fucking shit. Uh, what's yeah, the age of uh, the age of unreason. Okay, yeah, yeah, and then they did uh, True North was actually pretty good too. Yeah, you know what? I think everything on Atlantic was fucking complete hot garbage. To be honest with you, I think you guys are right. Um. So, yeah, I'm just saying, you guys. I think it's like I don't. I like Stranger Than Fiction, but a little bit. But oh, actually, that was my first Bad Religion album I picked up. Um, but everything else, yeah, 
You guys are right. That's fair. I got it. Um, so, what do you call it? Uh, tell me about the... Uh, why... Okay, you guys sort of told me why you guys sort of sat there and did a tape. Um, did you guys... Uh, How did you guys come across that idea of putting, putting it on tape? Um, we didn't have much money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we wanted to put out a record. And we actually hooked up with... Um, Real to Real Records. Okay. That was at the time being run by Kurt Murder. Okay. And he put our tape out, and we were stoked because we had physical music. Um, and then Corey and Casey from Transfer the Tapes picked up Real to Real's back catalog. Okay. And got a hold of us and said, "Hey, do you have another record?" And we had literally just finished for reasons unknown, and we're like, "Fuck yeah, here it is." And it's like a thing, I feel like it's always been in the hardcore scene, at least in Niagara, for sure, of people uh, in indie bands or hardcore bands giving out tapes. Um, I don't know. I always liked them as a little keepsake. I think they're cool. I like the packaging. I'm a nerd for that. Yeah, I know. I just uh, I just got back into it, uh, actually, since I started in the podcast. Um, people started sending me tapes and whatnot. And uh, Jennifer got me... Um, a record player that has a CD player and a tape player in it. That's fucking awesome. That's it's fucking pretty rad, eh? Yeah. Um. So, what what bands are you listening to right now? And it doesn't have to be punk rock. Uh, I'm listening to a lot of Streetlight Manifesto right now. Okay. Uh, I'm listening to a lot of holdouts right now. Uh, because we just finished our record and I can't stop listening to it. Uh, and the new Alkaline Trio is fucking blowing my mind. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. I was, I'm, I'm really uh, happy that uh, Matt's back, if you will. It's funny because you listen to the new Alkaline and you can really tell a lot of California like released that. <laughs> And that's the thing too is like I love that Blink and One Eight Two album California and the self-titled one after that, like all the Matt Skiba stuff I loved. I think it was great. Um, I liked it because I could tell Matt was writing it. Yeah, like to be honest with you, I don't think we needed the new Blink One Eight Two record. I don't think we needed a new Blink One Eight Two record after Dude Ranch, but that's just me. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the self-titled one's pretty good too. It was released uh, before Skiba, before Neighborhood, I think. Neighborhoods. That was a good one. Their live album is still their best. Their yeah, it's good too. Um, I'm with you. Didn't age well though. <laughs> no, no. And then, uh, <laughs> did you guys listen to the uh, new Green Day? I have. And yeah, I heard this song. I don't want to Sounds like it's a good rock and roll album. Yeah, I don't understand how they're in it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is for sure. It's not a punk rock album whatsoever. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's a great rock album. Like, you know, it's just, you know, typical, it's a typical good rock album. Yeah. I don't understand how they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either, but that's just me. They got a lot of hits, probably. Maybe, Maybe, I don't know. And here it is, too. Like, whatever. It's, I'm fine with them being there, whatever. But no one, no one takes this little nugget that when the Offspring released Smash, it was the number one selling independent album in the whole entire world for fucking fifteen years. Oh yeah, it's a it's a great record. Yeah, yeah. 
and how they never got in before, like how those record sales never translated to like the Rock yeah, and Roll Hall of Fame. It doesn't make any sense to me. And to be honest with you, too, I think like whatever the Offspring's whatever now, but I think they're a better <laughs> band than fucking Green Day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's all the same. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Like I, rock, I respect. I don't have issue with Green Day being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but there's a lot of bands from like the '60s and '70s. I feel that deserve it much more. Hundred percent. But I just want Dexter to put down the acoustic guitar. Yeah, he can't. Uh, he can't play for sure um, <laughs> at all. Um, I got a couple ballads and I fucking hate them. Well, the only right. reason why they released a fucking ballad is because fucking Green Day did. That's why. The yeah. reason I have respect for um, the Offspring is when Dexter owned Nitro Records, mm-hmm. and uh, the bands that he put on that fucking record label, like the Vandals, yeah. AFI, yeah. Um, fuck, uh, Guttermouth was on there too. Um. That's and I think that's half the reason why I respect because they still like I don't think the record label is not around anymore. Record labels not around anymore, but I respect him a lot more than anyone in Green Day because like he was giving Church. he was giving other bands chances, right? Definitely. So I don't know. That's just me. Um, in terms of me, I'm uh, I'm always listening to new shit these days. So uh, there's a lot of newer hardcore bands, thrash bands from around. Uh, either the states or even in Europe, like uh, Pest Control, I've been way, way into. They're really ripping kind of thrash crossover. Yeah, they're uh, good. Gel. Um, End it from Baltimore. Um, Bug in from uh, from Chicago. Um, and it's good too. from Australia. Yeah, shit. Yeah, and same with that. Have you heard of the band Be Well? Uh, I've heard the name, but I, I don't think I've checked them out. No. You have to check oh. it. If you like hardcore, man, you'll you'll dig Be Well. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. It's totally cool. Yes, um, they had that, uh, what was that album called? They released it a couple of years ago, right? It was like two years ago they did, yeah. Um, yeah. Who's this uh, singer? Looking, he, he was massively. Yes, amazing. I know. Yes. I know. Yes. They were awesome. Yes. They are awesome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. The singer was like from another band, though. Or like, fuck, I can't remember. But yeah, they're kind of like a super group. Yeah, sort of, I guess, yeah. The the album you're talking about, The Weight and the Coast? Yes, yes. That fucking, dude, that fucking album, it was released in 2020. Fucking wicked, dude. And, uh, you have to, yeah. Another band, too, I, you guys probably know them anyways, but Cross Dog? Oh, yeah, I, I love them. I've um, known them for a long time. Yeah, I think they're going to be the my, new... Uh, my old band used to play with them up in Peterborough sometimes. Oh, really? No way. At the Red Dog? Uh, the Spill? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I know where you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think... They're they're wicked. I think that... They got a new record coming out, too. Yeah, what's this face? Scott Milton uh, produced it from, um... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was on the podcast not too long ago. I think they're going to be, like, the new, uh... Uh, new comeback hit, to be honest with you. They're incredible, and they're one of those bands that I've always thought should be way further ahead than they are. Yeah. Um, but they're also like a no bullshit band, so I know they wouldn't take any shitty deals and they wouldn't, you know, do anything they didn't want to do. So um, they're amazing. And well, it's like you guys too. It's like you guys don't take bullshit either, right? You guys are really silly about the music, and um, 
whatever. No sense taking yourself too seriously. None of us are making any money. Well, well that's it. We're all <laughs> we're all established people, and if you're not having fun with it, the fuck are you doing it for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. I believe that it's uh, you gotta have fun with what you're doing, right? Um, but that's the thing too. Like, I make no money off this either. Like, but I love doing it because I love talking to bands like you and interesting people and stuff like that i used to play music back in the day but it's another outlet for me to i guess to be in the music scene if you will i don't know but yeah. it's totally cool so you guys uh you guys touring this summer too yeah i mean touring you could use that term as if we will be playing shows that are outside of niagara okay uh, are we going to go on tour no, probably like, not but uh, <laughs> we do try to play like as far out as we can yeah uh, we're waiting to hear about Pooza right now oh i'll be like, fucking right if you guys play Pooza. give us a message oh i got i'm trying to put a show together actually in Alora. i want you guys to play it dude i would fucking play Alora in a second and then go camping yeah oh yeah i go camping by right by the gorge i love, I love Laura gorge yeah. so much yeah, no, I think Fergus Market. What's Fergus? Fergus Market. Hell yes. Oh, there you go. Good work, boys. Good work. Yeah, that's where we're at. Oh yeah. Cool guys. Well, this was excellent and rad all at the same time. Um, so you guys are going to give me all the socials for the band. Um, <laughs> Instagram is. The underscore holdouts underscore nine five. Yeah. Um, and there's a link tree at that Instagram where all the other shit that I can't remember at this moment is. <laughs> but we are. We have a Facebook that's. I mean, it's curated as much as Facebook account should be. Um, oh, that's amazing how you said that. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. your favorite streaming platforms. All your favorite streaming platforms, like Wolsey said, if Bandcamp is up there, you're on um, 905, not the Mexican holdout. Yeah, there's a Mexican holdouts. We love them. Check uh, them out, too. Yeah, yeah check them out. <laughs> yeah, we're all over Spotify, Instagram, um, Apple Music. There's playlists all over Spotify that we are very, very honored to be on. So all our socials are on the link tree at our Instagram. Sweet. Everyone go buy cassettes, buy a t-shirt. From the whole day. Support all your bands that, that not you, because you did, but everybody else. Um, go to a band's band camp, buy all their merch, because yeah. that's the only way they're making money these days. Yeah, 110%. Support. I always say support what you love and steal the rest. There you go. Support what you love, steal the rest. There you go. Good work. I think you guys are amazing, I think. And I can't wait for the new album. And uh, I listen to you guys when I'm working too. It gets me in the mood to sling some pans and throw a knife. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice Me. throwing punk rock. That's there you go. It's great. But I think you guys are great. Thanks a lot for doing this, hey guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. All right, cheers.